Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to another edition of Peak Performance Through Medicine and Science, presented by the CU Sports Medicine and Performance Center. We're visiting today with Dr. Jonathan Bravman. I know you said don't use doctor, but I'm sorry you earned it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we really want to get to know you in today's show. So Jonathan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you came to the CU Sports Medicine and Performance Center? Thanks, George. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so I, uh, I grew up on the East Coast in, uh, in New Jersey. I uh, uh, did my um, schooling undergrad in Vermont, um, where I went originally to play soccer. Um, due to some personal injuries and things, uh, I stopped playing soccer uh, after my second year there, um, found uh, uh, beer and uh, wings. Um, you and, don't look uh, like you've had beer and wings for <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> um, well, that uh, that all that all changed uh, with uh, really picking up um, uh, cycling, and um, so uh, I had a friend who uh, was on uh, was on the mountain bike uh, team, and had been one of the uh, founders of the uh, cycling team uh, at uh, University of Vermont, um, who. Uh, brought me under his wing, and uh, I had always rode mountain bikes uh, as a kid, and and uh, and you know re rekindled my love um, for that. And uh, after a ride one day, you know he uh, he said to me, "Hey, uh, you know maybe you should try out for the team and, and come out." And uh, you know knowing nothing, I showed up to this tryout um, in uh, soccer shorts and a white T-shirt. So and, you had uh, never raced bikes before, and were asked to join a team. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> um, yep, and uh, and showed up. I remember showing up to uh, this place called the Catamount, which is like a, a set place outside of Burlington that has um, a set of uh, trails and whole whole trail system, and they run race series and everything. And I remember, I'll never forget, lining up, you know, looking like a, a, a complete newbie, um, all these, you know, um, ripped, uh, shaved leg, uh, lycra-clad guys, you know, staring at me. Um, and... Um, I didn't win, but I didn't come in last. So, um, you know, that began uh, sort of my, uh, my, my, my love and passion for cycling, helped me drop uh, a ton of weight, get back in shape, and uh, just found a lot of um, joy and success in it. You know, that uh, is a situation where you could get your win because everybody's looking at you. And if you went off the front, I'll <laughs> ah, never be able to stay out there. That's right. Had, had I only known, had I only known then that, that should have been my strategy. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that led me, uh, actually to defer my acceptance to medical school to originally move to Boulder. 
um, right after college. I, uh, I carried some sponsorship that I had um, that was some relationships with um, the old Fat Chance uh, brand mm-hmm. with Chris Chance and moved here to Boulder um, to do some photography and race bikes and, and uh, give it a go uh, for a little while. Um, had the fortuitous uh, opportunity of, of uh, getting positioned with uh, some uh, better pro cycling uh, guys in here in town that, again, just took me under their wing. Um, you know, uh, again, just one of those funny stories, like showing up for a winter ride with uh, shorts and, you know, no shoe covers and bare legs, and it's, you know, 38 degrees and no food and one bottle. And, uh, you know, these guys are planning to take me out, you know, for a hundred miles. And, uh, and I remember asking him like, what do you mean you eat on the bike? Like you, you need, you need food. I, I didn't, I didn't grasp the concept. So, um, now were your legs shaved by this time? Uh, I think they, oh, I think okay. they, I think they were shaved. I had been indoctrinated, uh, by then. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, thanks, thanks to these guys. Um, I flew up through the categories. Uh, I was a cat two within like six months. Wow. I mean, my training rides were harder than the races I was doing. Um, really just thank, thanks to this uh, group that I had the opportunity to fall in with. Um, and then I went back to medical school. Uh, I did my medical schooling at Rutgers at, uh, UMDNJ, um, at, oh, so you at moved Rutgers. away from Boulder. Mm-hmm. I did. I was there. Uh, for five years in total, I did a research fellowship uh, in the middle of medical school at NYU. Um, and all through that time, I, uh, I was racing bikes for a uh, small, uh, like semi-pro Cat 1-2 outfit based on the East Coast called Ideal Tile. Um, and just balancing medical school and some NRC races and a little bit of local and regional travel. Um, uh, but my heart was always, was always here. It was always, uh, it was always here, um, you know, with the flat irons and, uh, and the foothills and, and looking at the mountains. So, um, I came back here after medical school. I did my residency training in orthopedic surgery, uh, here at CU, which is based in Denver. Um, I went away after that to get a subspecialty, uh, fellowship in, um, shoulder surgery and sports medicine at, uh, Harvard at Mass General Hospital in Boston. Um, and then was lucky enough to, uh, come back, be invited to, um, join the faculty here five years ago. Uh, so, um, it's been a circuitous, uh, route, um, back and forth from, uh, from Colorado to the East coast. Uh, but you know, all along, um, you know, this was, uh, this was home in my heart since I first, uh, laid eyes on it. Okay. I have so many questions for you. I'm going to be <laughs> bouncing around a lot, but what prompted your interest in medicine in the first place? Mm, yeah. So, um, my first, uh, my first interactions with doctors, I, w- I was like a little bit of a sick kid. I had a ton of allergies and stuff. I was, uh, like had an anaphylactic reaction to milk, like stop breathing really? when I was like a year old and, I felt like I was always sick and always going to doctors and, um, uh, and, and then, um, and so, you know, I, I don't know, I had a good relationship. I was never afraid of the doctor. It was a place that I felt like I was at all the time as a kid. Um, and once I got a little bit older and was, uh, getting really into sports and things, um, uh, through a bunch of my own injuries, which is not uncommon for orthopedics. I mean, most of us have some athletic background, and and a lot a lot of orthopedists, if you ask, have some parlay into um, their introduction to what 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 we do now from our own you know athletic pursuits and 
you know, a couple broken bones and a few injuries and things. Uh, as a kid, I, I met our local sports medicine doctor and, uh, and I thought, man, this is really cool. You know, not only does it sound cool, but I get to meet all these athletes and he had all these cool jerseys signed on the walls of his office. And, um, you know, I, I think at that time, uh, to be honest, I think the, uh, I think the romance with what it, what I thought it was, was certainly much different, but was um, even cooler than, <laughs> than I think what it actually is. But you're bringing about a really interesting perspective, which you also bring to medicine, and that is you're not among doctors who are saying that hurts, then don't do it. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, I can not only relate with that personally, um, uh, but I think it really um, allows me to have a perspective. And I, and I think this is a characteristic of sports medicine and, uh, you know, taking care of athletes in general is that, um, I mean, it's, it's a saying that I always have um, that I tell the patients all the time. It's that, you know, the proof has to be in the pudding. And what I mean by that is um, they either can do what they want to do and if not, I need to come up with a better solution. Sometimes that's a surgical intervention. Sometimes it's a brace. Sometimes it's it's an injection. So, you know, the old adage or the the commonsensical answer, a lot of times or for a lot of people, of well, if that hurts, then don't do it. Um, you know, clearly in a population like we live here in Boulder and ever increasing, I mean, nationally and internationally, with um, being so competitive and uh, physical health being so tied to our overall global well-being um, vastly into, you know, the fourth, fifth, sixth and onward decades, um, you know, being inactive or stopping that activity for most people is not an option. You know, they, 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 they really can't tolerate that. It's so tied to their general well-being and their general sense of self that I really feel like it's my job um, to help them accomplish that, you know, and that, that's our goal. I mean, that's, that's, that's really what sports medicine is. I mean, it's, it's the care of not only the elite athlete, but helping, you know, the very average weekend warrior, much like myself now, achieve, you know, uh, a few hours a week of, uh, of, of comfortable um, exercise at, at whatever, you know, level that, that they're at. Well, and that's where I'm thinking with a maturing, aging population, you're helping people get out and walk, um, pursue hobbies that they like, like gardening or things like that. I mean, that's physical activity and you're keeping people moving. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's, uh, I think that's the bottom line is, uh, is really um, an appreciation, um, which, which again, I think is really um, intimately tied for most of us that practice sports medicine is that a lot of us appreciate in our own lives how, um, how intimately important those things are, how intimately important our, our physical being is to our mental well-being and you know, our overall happiness and just performance in life and family and, and all of the endeavors we do, you know, not only that those experiences are typically joyful, but they, you know, make us feel better. They make us better people. They make us, you know, more efficient and, and able to do those things with uh, just a lot more, um, I think, you know, daily satisfaction. And, and you're, you are right on. I mean, it's not, it doesn't have to be the accomplishment of a, a Ironman triathlon or, or the race across America, you know, it's, uh, it, uh, it can be, uh, it can be, uh, um, yeah, just being able to, to kneel comfortably and, uh, and garden or, you know, have a, have a, a shoulder that, that works enough to, to, to do activities of daily living. So I hate to bring this topic up and I hate to talk about myself, <laughs> but I think it's really important because especially with the increase of banned substances in, mm. say, the master's field, 
Yeah, I'm 52 years old, been through a couple of really bad accidents, but because of sports medicine and not using banned substances, but following a very rigid protocol, uh, effective protocol would be better. Mm -hmm. I actually came out of this rehab stronger than I was riding in my 30s. I have never felt so good on a bike or skiing. Interesting. Because yeah. my body's in balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I would, I would, um, I, there are a couple, there are a couple interesting things you just brought up. I mean, obviously doping in the master's fields, uh, is an increasing problem, but it's not, I mean, it's unfortunately not new, you know, I mean, I, I remember, um, back in the, the days of my medical school, uh, and racing, you know, and I'm, I'm barely hanging on by a thread. I'm, uh, you know, um, I'm, there were certainly months and years where, you know, I, I was studying 10, 12 hours a day and barely looking at my bike and I'd show up to a race, you know, barely happy to hang on or help a teammate out at all in, in the, you know, regional, um, pro one, two field. But, uh, you know, there was a, there were a group of guys that I um, experienced personally that, you know, occasionally you'd, you'd make a move and you're, you're in the break. And I mean, these guys wouldn't even attack you. They'd just ride you off their wheel. And, uh, and I, I remember just being flabbergasted, like, man, I either uh, I'm really terrible or these guys are doing something. And, uh, you know, sadly, that, that whole phenomenon never really hit home until one of the guys that was involved in that group was one of the guys that, that was involved as one of the whistleblowers in uh, when the whole U.S. Postal thing uh, blew up and all of that. And it, you know, it hit home and it, and it hits home with the Masters racing um, uh, currently. You know, I think the pressure is great. Uh, and, uh, and I think there are a lot of um, individuals that uh, it, be, it can certainly become pathologic. You know, our, our desire... Um, to exercise and succeed can can certainly for some uh, be so consuming uh, that unfortunately the um, you know the, the risks uh, uh, willing to take are, are 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 limitless you know and and some of that you know personally I can't understand I, I think it's just really a um, a little bit of a failure of perspective um, you know with just the, the that with that exact concept of the doping in the master's field. Um, well, this is why I felt it was so important to connect with you all here and do this show because you provide such a great service. And I'm not kissing up here. I mean, you really, I was rehabbed to the point where things just worked. And yeah. I want to get that message out that you can do things legally. No doubt. Just by... Doing the correct exercises, being worked on correctly, making my left side work independently of my right, so yeah. my whole body is working. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember the word you just used, but as you were saying it, um, looking for that word, um, uh, discipline came came to mind for me, because uh, it, you know this is like uh, I feel like I'm about to like uh, uh say something for like the hair club ads you know i'm not only uh, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not what is it i'm not only the founder i'm also a member um and well, so i could use that yeah. myself well you, yeah you, you and me both um we go to a similar barber um but the uh um the the no but but for real your point is really salient and uh jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, my background um, aside, through a, there was a good, you know, eight or ten year period of time where I was completely away from from the sport. Um, I didn't bike. I was a weekend warrior at best, you know, recreational rider, um, just way too busy and really, you know, dedicated and focused on my training and, and just didn't have the time other than to get out occasionally and do a ride. And as I've now been back in in the Boulder community uh, and uh, and stable in, in job and, and family and, and, and with my, my kids' lives and their sports and juggling everything, you know, I refound my, my passion for, for cycling and for bike racing. And, uh, and I, I personally have utilized the same services that you're talking about here in our center. So these guys, um, tested me, set me up with a plan. Um, and, uh, you know, not to say I came completely off the couch, but just, you know, speaking of the beer and wings thing, I mean, this, I, I lost like 30 pounds. Um, I, uh, you know, am now at a, at a place in, in the master's races, um, you know, uh, seeing, seeing the podium and, and able to ride uh, like a seven-hour range, uh, Leadville, and and uh, and that's um, I mean that is all that is all of these guys. I mean I'm I'm a busy academic orthopedic surgeon, and uh, um, I have you know clearly like like all of us do. I mean we have limited time to do that stuff, but it's a passion, you know. So we car- I carve the time out to do it. Um, it's just doing it efficiently, and um, so I have had the exact experience that you had where. I think now my 40-year-old self would whoop my 20-year-old self any day, absolutely any day. Uh, and um, it, clearly it's not, you know, the physiology. It's, uh, there's a lot of mental toughness um, and maturity, I think, that come along with that. But the, the physical discipline and uh, focus that I've gotten from working with uh, Inigo San Milan and Kevin Nickel here in the center, um, specifically with, uh, you know, testing and their um, coaching methodology, uh, it, it, uh, I mean, it it is really, it's really changed everything that I thought I knew from 20 years ago, riding and racing bikes. Now, it seems like you had good practice with balancing your life. I just can't believe how you maintained (laughs) a competitive racing career while you were attending medical school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, that's I, impressive. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't think I did anything special. Um, I think it was just carving out, um, carving out time and being disciplined. Uh, and for me personally, I've always been someone that the, the busier I am, the more efficient I am. So, you know, the old, the old adage of, you know, if you have four hours to do a two hour task, it'll take you all four hours. But if you only have two hours to do it, you know, you'll find a way to, to get it done in that period of time. So, um, just, just being, being disciplined and, and, uh, I don't know for me personally, and I, and I think this is true. Like I said before, I think, you know, for me personally, um, physical being is very, t- very intimately tied to mental well being and, and success for me. So if, 
if I feel physically good, um, it helps me be mentally, uh, mentally good, you know, able to focus, able to take care of my work, take good care of my patients, you know, um, uh, you know, take good care of my family. I mean, all these things, it really round, it, it just round rounds out the, the package, I think. Now is cycling somewhere where you can release your competitive side or did you bring that into your career to really have a drive to be good at what you do, great at what you do? Man, that's a great question. I don't know. I, I you know, I think that's why I don't like to give you any questions in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I think there um I think there has to be some aspect for any surgeon uh, of a little bit of that um, compulsivity and a little bit of that kind of type A, not pathologic OCD, but you know, because um, uh, I, I don't think I don't think that would characterize me um, at all. But uh, but I think those similar characteristics on that spectrum are the same things that make you um, not only a good student but a good surgeon, a good doctor. Um, and I find a lot of similarities in the, uh, in the, I, I guess the sort of the mental exercise component of what I do technically in surgery and things like bike racing. I know that may sound silly, but it's, um, it's really, um, uh, clearly they're very difficult or di different, um, physical endeavors, but I think mentally, uh, the focus and, um, that locked in kind of sensation. Uh, and what I mean is really mentally locked in, you know, complete, complete and utter focus, clearing your mind of, of really all extraneous, um, thoughts and distractions. You know, that's my mentality in the operating room, taking care of, uh, you know, someone's labral tear, uh, and, and it's that same mental complete commitment to the mental focus of the task at hand for say a 55 minute cyclocross race, you know, one mental error uh, and you're on the ground and now the lead group is gone. Uh, it's not different. You know, this, the surgical um, uh, exercise uh, is, is really not different from that mental component. So I think it's, I think it's part, uh, it, they're part and parcel of the same thing. I don't know which came first, but um, you know, I think that that's what brings um, the similarity uh, for me. We're visiting with Dr. Jonathan Brobman at the CU Sports Medicine and Performance Center. Why the shoulder? When you're going through school, what is it about different parts of the body that makes you want to specialize in that? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. It, um, I was one of those students that was interested in everything. I mean, every single rotation I saw, be it you know, cardiology, psychiatry, uh, OB, general surgery. I mean, I thought everything was exciting. This was all new. Um, I got to participate in, in care of, of people. I mean, it, it's, it's just a privilege to be involved in their care. And, and when people need help and you can, you can do something to make any, any portion of their day or life better. I mean, that's, it's really special. It's a, it's a privilege. Um, and I, I loved it all. Um, but, you know, going back to, to, kind of that experience as a kid, sports medicine and orthopedics and movement and biomechanics and all of that was always sort of the benchmark against which I measured everything else. And I always thought, this is really what I, what I think my, my calling is and what I'm really passionate about and marries a lot of, um, a lot of the things that, that I'm interested in, frankly, you know, like again, movement and biomechanics and function. Um, and, 
uh, and surgery and, and technical things. You know, as a as a kid, my stepbrother had a contracting business, and I you know worked as as a you know a carpenter's assistant. I mean, it, it's not it, it's honestly the the tasks are not that much different. I mean, it's carrying out a plan and making a meticulous cut and and you know carrying out um, said plan mechanically as a technical exercise. Um, the shoulder came about really after uh, beginning and going through my orthopedic surgery training. Um, there are so many things to do within the field of orthopedic surgery. I mean, there's pediatric orthopedics and there's tumor surgery and hand and foot and ankle and uh, joint replacements and, and all of these things and sports medicine um, and shoulder surgery. And um, I found my, my passion really lies uh, in care of the shoulder, probably mostly because of the challenge. And uh, it's, a, it's a complicated joint. Um, it has the, the most motion and freedom of, of any joint in our body. Um, it can be a little bit of a diagnostic dilemma um, to figure out exactly what's going on, what really is um, the issue. Um, I find the surgeries are, are challenging um, and certainly um, rewarding. And, uh, and I think that the final piece is that um, the, the model we have here in the U.S., has been different uh, and has um, evolved differently than many of the global and international um, models for orthopedic surgery care. And what I mean by that is I did a European traveling fellowship several years ago and, and had the privilege of traveling around Europe and visiting with multiple surgeons in several countries. And most of them, the way that those models are set up is oftentimes they specialize on a body part. So many of them will be a knee specialist or, or a lower extremity specialist, for example. They'll be a knee and ankle specialist. And they will do soup to nuts care of that body part. So they'll take care of children and fractures and ACLs and soft tissue and meniscus and cartilage and knee replacements. So you know, they know the ins and out of that knee joint backwards and forwards from cradle to the grave, anything that needs to be done. And um, for whatever reason, our system has developed a little bit differently here in the U.S., but that model always made sense to me. And that, that really here in the U.S., the shoulder is really the only anatomical body part that we've held on to that or, or that that's been adopted in that... Um, you know, even in my own academic group where I've got, you know, the best of the best skilled academic clinicians in the region, um, but we're so hyper-specialized. You know, we've got guys in, in our department that do um, just hip surgery or just soft tissue hip surgery or just joint replacement, but they'll do joint replacements of several different joints, but not do the soft tissue surgery related to those joints, where for the shoulder... I feel like the training is such that it's really soup to nuts. So, you know, for me, it's fracture care, it's juvenile care and uh, adolescent athletes all the way up to geriatric patients with fractures or need of uh, shoulder replacements. And those all remain within the same wheelhouse. Uh, and it's really, that's really um, uh, been one of the drivers for me to really be able to wrap my head around that and feel like I can really master this anatomical body part, um, you know, in and out and provide really um, good comprehensive care. You know, one thing that really stands out to me in the interviews here is the passion that everyone who I've interviewed so far has for this place and for their jobs. 
is that a requirement to work here? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, that's one of I think those I think that's one of those un uh, it's one of those unspoken things. I'm I mean, totally serious. You know, we um, no, I, and thank you. Uh, it's it really is. It's a compliment. Um, but I think that that uh, that's the beauty of a place like this, um, right? You know, sometimes uh, we choose it, or sometimes it it chooses us, and. You know the people that um, that are here. Um, you know we are all passionate. We all we all have uh, very different expertise in very different areas, but they all dovetail. Uh, and um, you know, I, I mean, we 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 love what we do. We we love working with each other. We love the center. We um, you know, and we love the collaboration. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, again, it's one of those un, unsaid things. I mean, we have so many people that bring so much to the table, and I think it is it is the passion for um, what we do day in day out. I mean, if you don't like the the, the daily work, you know, then then you got to find you got to find something different to do. Well, I'm thinking, and here you actually would have a chance to see some of your patients going through their rehabilitation. Absolutely, and I love it. I love that. I, I step out of the um, clinical pod where I'm seeing patients to walk down the hall and grab a coffee and, you know, um, high fives and waves, uh, you know, from, from my patients as I see them across the PT gym. Um, you know, I, uh, patients that are, are having some biomechanical problems or having some um, return to sport uh, type issues, maybe following an injury or surgery. And, you know, I get to, I get to walk over and see them doing a bike fit or a gait analysis, uh, get them, you know, locked in with, uh, with some testing. Um, you know, physiologic testing and coaching. And I mean, the bottom line here is all about um, wellness and, and, and happiness and achievement of our goals. And they, they don't, it, it doesn't matter how lofty um, or modest they are, um, be that activities of daily living or be it, you know, uh, climbing Mount Everest. I mean, it, it's, um, uh, it's just achievement of, of, of personal goals and, and touching, you know, touching those lives, touching those people um, collaboratively. Yeah, it's fantastic. Are you accepting patients? Always. Okay. <laughs> I've got no. Okay. <laughs> and how do people get in touch with the CU Sports Medicine and Performance Center? Uh, you can you can look us up. Uh, we are uh, we're up and running uh, on the internet. Our phone number here is three zero three three one five nine nine zero zero. I'm impressed. <laughs> um, yep, uh, we have, uh, and we there. There are several websites dedicated uh, to our practice here: cusportsmedicine.org, and then the CU Sports and Performance Center um, has its own uh, website that you can look up and and get information on our providers and services. Dr. Jonathan Brotman, great to meet you. I look forward to uh, several more interviews with you. Thank you so much for your time. You've been listening to Peak Performance Through Medicine and Science, presented by the CU Sports Medicine and Performance Center. Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 